Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast, and welcome to Kid Talk. I am thrilled that you found me. There is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we'll unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you and your kiddos will join me each week as we adventure and explore life together. Periodically, folks, we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you do have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Once again, that's pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, today we're going to look at the first prophet that God sent to Israel and the southern kingdom, Judah. His name was Elijah, and the northern kingdom of Israel had not been faithful with kings at all. These kings had been wicked. They led their people to worship pagan gods, which the Lord didn't like his people worshiping anything other than him, their true and one and only creator. So false worship was seen in many of the activities of the people, such as their attitudes, their possessions, kind of the relationships that they had with each other, uh, places that they worshiped or their habits. In other words, anything that turned their heart away from God was false worship. Or paganism. So Elijah was focused and committed to God. He had to confront King Ahab for his rebellion against God. And like Elijah, we too can experience a miracle when we say yes to getting to know God through his son, Jesus. So today what we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, three Stories. The first one's going to be called A Dead Boy Lives Again. Our second story is Elijah Meets Baal's Prophets. And the third story is Elijah's Strange Picnic. And with each story, like we usually do in the past, I'm going to read some questions ahead of time for you to be paying attention to to see if you can uh, pick them out of our story. So the first story is a dead boy lives again and be on the lookout for how did Elijah get food and water while he was hiding? Question number one. Question number two, what happened to the woman's flour and olive oil? And why do you think God made this happen? And then finally, question three, what did Elijah do when the woman's son died? So let's start. A dead boy lives again. Up to this time, six kings had ruled over the ten tribes of Israel, and every one of them had been bad. And now remember, in the Bible, there's 12 tribes of Israel total, but now we're just focused on the northern kingdom of Israel. So for that portion, there's 10 tribes. But the Bible tells us that King Ahab, Omri's son, was worse than any of the others. He married the daughter of a heathen king. And heathen is firstly talking about a multitude of people. And then secondly, it would be a multitude of people of the same type of nature. So like all pagans, for instance. And so these are people that were not committed to God. 
So the, this girl's name was Jezebel, and she worshipped the idol Baal. So King Ahab built a temple for this idol in the city of Samaria and chose bad men as priests to offer sacrifices to the idol. So King Ahab caused the people of Israel to worship Baal, just as the heathen nations did. The Lord was angry with King Ahab and set the prophet Elijah to tell him that as punishment, there would not be any more rain in the land of Israel for many years until Elijah asked God to send it. Ahab was very angry with Elijah because his God had stopped the rain and he wanted to kill Elijah. So the Lord told Elijah to go and hide. Go and hide beside a brook in the wilderness, the Lord said. You can get drinking water from the brook, and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah hid by the brook, and the ravens brought him food every morning and evening. But after a while, the brook dried up because there had been no rain, and a great famine came over the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the city of Zarephath, for I have commanded a widow to feed you there. When Elijah came to the gate of the city, he saw a woman gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a cup of water to drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her again and said, And a piece of bread too. But she answered, As surely as God lives, I have no bread. I have only a handful of meal in a barrel and a little olive oil in a bottle. And now I'm gathering a few sticks to bake a little loaf of bread for me and my son to eat. And then we must die of starvation. But Elijah told her, no, you won't. Go and bake the bread, but make a little loaf for me first and bring it here, and there will be plenty left for you and your son. For the Lord says that although you have only a little flour and olive oil, it will last until the famine ends. She did as Elijah said, and sure enough, there was always olive oil left in the bottle and flour in the barrel, no matter how much she used. It was a wonderful miracle. This went on for a whole year until the famine ended. One day, the woman's son became sick and died. Elijah took him out of her arms, carried him up to his own room, and laid him on his bed. Elijah pleaded with the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought evil upon this woman in whose house I stay by slaying her son? Please, O Lord, let the child live again. And the Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the boy came back to life, and Elijah took him down to his mother. What a wonderful miracle. So remember, you'd been looking for question number one, how did Elijah get food and water while he was hiding? Question number two, what happened to the woman's flour and olive oil? And why do you think God made this happen? Question three, what did Elijah do when the woman's son died? All right. Well, kids, now we're going to look at story number two. Elijah meets Baal's prophets. And here's some questions to be looking for within this story. Who was Obadiah and what did he do? Question number one. Question number two. Describe how Baal's prophets tried to get Baal to send down fire to their altar 
Question number three, why did Elijah soak the Lord's altar with water? And what happened when Elijah prayed? Finally, question number four, what did the people do to the prophets of Baal? All right, let's get started. Elijah meets Baal's prophets. There were many other prophets of the Lord besides Elijah in the land of Israel, but Queen Jezebel, the wicked wife of King Ahab, hated them all and tried to kill them. Obadiah, the manager of Ahab's palace, was a good man who feared the Lord, so he hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets in caves where Jezebel couldn't find them and sent them supplies of food and water. After the famine had lasted for more than three years, the Lord said to Elijah, Go to King Ahab, and I will send rain. King Ahab didn't know Elijah was coming or that the Lord had promised rain. So King Ahab and Obadiah were out looking everywhere to find grass to save the horses and mules from dying of starvation. They went in different directions so they could finish their work faster. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him and said, Are you Elijah, sir? I am, Elijah replied. Now go and tell King Ahab that I am here. But Obadiah was afraid. King Ahab has looked for you everywhere, he said. And now as soon as I tell him you're here, the Lord will carry you away and hide you again. And when Ahab comes and can't find you, he will kill me. But Elijah answered, As surely as God lives, I will show myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah found the king and told him, and he came to meet Elijah. When King Ahab saw Elijah, he exclaimed, There you are, you traitor. He said this because he blamed Elijah for the famine. But Elijah answered, I am not a traitor, but you and your family are because you've forsaken the Lord and are worshiping Baal. Then Elijah told King Ahab to send for all the people to come to Mount Carmel and to bring with them all 450 of the priest of Ahab's idol, whose name was Baal. So all the people came with the priest. Elijah asked the people, how long will it be before you decide whether you will serve God or Baal? If the Lord is God, obey him. But if Baal is God, then obey him. The people heard what Elijah said, but they didn't answer. Elijah didn't know there were any other of the Lord's prophets left alive. He told the people that he was the only one in all the land because all the rest had been killed or had run for their lives. But Baal had 450 prophets. Now bring two young bulls, Elijah said, and let Baal's prophets kill one of them and lay it on Baal's altar without any fire under it. And I will take the other young bull and kill it and lay it on the Lord's altar without any fire under it. Then let them pray to Baal to send down fire from heaven to burn up their young bull. And I will pray to the Lord for fire to come from heaven to burn up the young bull on the altar of the Lord. Whichever God sends fire from heaven to burn up his offering, he is the real God. And all the people agreed. Baal's prophets chose a young bull and killed it, laid it on the wood on the altar, but put no fire under it. Then they cried out to their idol Baal, 
from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, hear us, they shouted and leapt up and down on their altar. But no voice answered them and no fire came down from heaven to burn up their offering. About noon, Elijah mocked them and said, call louder for perhaps your God is talking to someone and isn't listening or maybe he's away or is asleep and must be awakened. So they yelled and shouted to Baal until evening and cut themselves with knives until the blood gushed out hoping it would attract Baal's attention and make him answer them. But no fire came. Then Elijah gathered all the people around him and used 12 stones to rebuild the altar of the Lord that had long lain in ruins and dug a trench around it. He put wood on the altar and cut the young bull apart and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said to the people, Fill four barrels with water and pour it over the sacrifice and over the wood. When they had done this, he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. Now do it a third time, he said, and they did. So the water ran down over the sacrifice and over the wood and filled the trench around the altar. That evening at the time when the priests at the temple used to offer a lamb for a burnt offering, Elijah came near the altar and prayed to the Lord saying, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, so that these people will realize that you are the true God. Then the fire of the Lord fell from heaven upon the altar and burned up the offering and the wood and even the stones on the altar and licked up the water in the trench. When the people saw it, they all fell face downward to the ground shouting, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, grab the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people arrested them and Elijah took them down to Kishon Brook and killed them there. For the Lord had commanded that anyone who told people to forsake God and to worship idols must be executed. So again, the questions you were looking for was who was Obadiah and what did he do? Describe how Baal's prophets tried to get Baal to send down fire to their altar And why did Elijah soak the Lord's altar with water? What happened when Elijah prayed? Finally, question number four, what did the people do to the prophets of Baal? All right, now we're ready for our third story called Elijah's Strange Picnic. And here the questions we're looking for is number one, why did Elijah tell King Ahab to be happy? Number two, tell about Elijah and his servant at the top of the mountain praying for rain. Number three, what made Elijah run away and want to die? Number four, did God come to Elijah in a wind, in an earthquake, a fire, or in a still small voice? And what did he say? Finally, followed by number five, why did Elijah throw his coat over Elisha's shoulders as he was plowing? All right, so let's start Elijah's strange picnic. Elijah told King Ahab that now he could celebrate for the rain was coming and the famine would soon be ended. Then Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and kneeled down with his face to the ground and prayed that God would send the rain. After he had prayed, he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. Are there any clouds yet? The servant went and looked, but came back and said, I couldn't see any. 
go again seven times, Elijah ordered him. So the servant went six more times. And finally, the seventh time, he said, there is one tiny cloud. Then Elijah knew the Lord was going to send rain. So he said to his servant, go and tell Ahab, quick, get your chariot ready and get down off the mountain before the rain stops you. While his servant was going to tell Ahab, the little cloud grew larger and larger until the entire sky was black with clouds and the wind began to blow and there was a very heavy rain. Then Ahab rode in his chariot to the city of Jezreel and the Lord gave Elijah strength to run before the chariot until he came to the gate of the city. When he got home, King Ahab told his wife, Queen Jezebel, all that had happened and how Elijah had killed the prophets of Baal. Jezebel was very angry and sent this message to Elijah. By tomorrow at this time, you will be dead for I will kill you. When Elijah heard this, he was badly frightened and ran for his life and came to the city of Beersheba in the land of Judah. There he left his servant while he himself traveled on for another day and hid in the wilderness. He sat down under a juniper tree and asked the Lord to let him die. Now, O Lord, take away my life, he said, for he was very tired of running away from his enemies. But he did wrong in asking to die. God had sent the ravens to feed him and had saved him from Ahab and from the wicked prophets of Baal. Elijah should have remembered these things and not been afraid. He should have been willing to wait patiently until the Lord was ready to take him to heaven. We shall soon see what glorious things he would have missed if the Lord had let him die as he wanted to out there in the wilderness. Finally, he fell asleep, and as he lay there under the juniper tree, an angel came and touched him and woke him up. Get up and eat, the angel said. Elijah looked, and there was a loaf of bread baked on some coals near him and a bottle of water by his head. So he ate and drank and lay down and slept again. Then the angel of the Lord came a second time and touched him and told him to eat so that he would have strength enough for the journey that lay ahead of him. So he got up and ate again, and the Lord gave him strength from the food to live for 40 days and 40 nights without eating again until he came to Mount Horeb, which is also known as Mount Sinai, where Moses had received the Ten Commandments. Just a side note for you. And he lived in a cave on the mountain. Then the Lord's voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? The people of Israel have broken their promise to obey your laws. Elijah replied and have torn down your altars and killed your prophets. And now I am the only one left and they're trying to kill me too. Come out and stand at the entrance of the cave, the Lord told him. Then the Lord passed by. A terrible wind tore up the earth on the mountain and even moved the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind came an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there came a still small voice. When Elijah heard the voice, he knew that God was there. And he wrapped his face in his scarf, for he was afraid to look upon God. Then the Lord asked him again, What are you doing here, Elijah? 
Elijah answered as before, The people of Israel have broken their promise to obey your laws. They have thrown down your altars and killed your prophets. And I am the only one left, and they're trying to kill me too. But the Lord told Elijah he was not the only one left who worshipped God. I still have 7,000 others in the hand of Israel who have never bowed to an idol, the Lord told him. Then the Lord said for Elijah to leave the cave and return to the land of Israel. When he got there, he must anoint a man named Elisha to be the Lord's prophet instead of himself for the time was coming soon when Elijah must leave the world behind and go to heaven. So Elijah returned to Israel as the Lord had told him to. As he was walking along, he saw Elisha plowing a field and Elijah went over to him and threw his coat over Elisha's shoulders. Elisha knew that when a prophet did this to someone, it meant that the person should leave his home and become a prophet. So he left the plowing and ran after Elijah. Let me go first and say goodbye to my father and mother, and then I will come with you, he said. So Elisha went home to tell his parents, and then he went with Elijah and helped him. So again, remember the questions that we were looking for was number one, why did Elijah tell King Ahab to be happy? Number two, tell about Elijah and his servant at the top of the mountain praying for rain. Three, what made Elijah run away and want to die? Number four, did God come to Elijah in a wind, an earthquake, a fire, or in a still small voice? And what did he say? And finally, number five, what did Elijah throw his coat over Elisha's shoulders as he was plowing? So I hope that we've read today how Elisha was faithful to God and that the message he wanted relayed to the king and his purpose was confronting the king for leading his people away from their one and true God. It wasn't to give comfort to a bad king. So you've seen that Elijah defeated the false prophets, killing them, which made the queen very angry. She had invested time and money into these false prophets so that They would tell the people what the people wanted to hear, as opposed to Elijah, who provided the truth and the word of God to the people. So Elijah ran away and became afraid of the queen, even though God gave food and shelter to Elijah in the wilderness. You see that he had wanted to die. He mistakenly thought that he was the only prophet left in Israel for God. He had chosen to work alone and isolate himself. And God showed Elijah he was not alone. He would give him an audio-visual display of his grandiose power. First, Elijah witnessed the windstorm, then an earthquake came, and finally a fire. But Elijah didn't find God in the windstorm. He didn't find him in the earthquake, nor did he find him in the fire. God would show himself in the quietness of a gentle whisper. And kiddos, this is how we too, most of the time, will experience Jesus in our lives. He is a perfect gentleman who whispers quietly to us in a gentle tone. When we slow down and listen for him, we too find him. We all are like Elijah in that we at times may feel fear and failure, but it's important to remember God is always with us and he has resources and people who will help us. 
So next time you're looking for God, remember he isn't in the chaos of noise. He's in the persistent, quiet whispers. And on the next Kid Talk, we're going to read about another war. The second story will be fire from heaven. And the third story will be a chariot ride to heaven. So more of Elijah's stories. So I'm hoping that you're going to tune in next week to learn more about the prophet Elijah. And kiddos, you are God's children. And one day when you're really, really old, God wants you to come and live with him. And if this is what you want too, then tell God that you're sorry for anything you may have done that he would not have wanted you to do. Maybe you listened to the wrong friends or maybe peer pressure was a decision maker for you. Whatever it is, simply say and really mean sorry and God will accept your apology. And then simply ask God to have his Holy Spirit come live in your heart. And this way, he's always with you and your mistakes have all been forgiven. And finally, tell God that you believe his son Jesus died on the cross for you. Amen. Kids, this is being born again spiritually. And you may need an adult to help you with this concept. And that is completely okay. Just know that what you did by asking Jesus to be with you in your heart and cleaning up your mistakes is something you will never be sorry for. So congratulations. And when you have the opportunity to read, I hope that you'll pick up some more Bible stories that Jesus shares with us. You will never have a dull moment again. And Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless you. And now let's close in this prayer. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And folks, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. And as you saw today, a special Kid Talk podcast airs on Wednesdays. So I hope you'll continue to tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. And we'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We'll delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be humble, how to be joyful, how to be grateful, and so many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please consider joining me. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. And many of the podcasts that I will reference come from my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of the book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes and Noble or Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. God bless you. And if you know anyone else who's interested in this material, please share it with them. And until next time, friends, be blessed.